This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello and welcome to Culture Check, the Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the TailgateSociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods, and I'm joined, as always, by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on? You know, I'm living my best life. Watched some good football games today. Uh, watched Ohio State win. I know, I'm sure people are booing right now about that. Um, wanting to see Indiana upset number three Ohio State. But I also watched um, the Iowa State Cyclone shut out K-State. I'm sure that you were just having a great day. What a game. What a game it was. Ooh. Yes, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. K-State is certainly, a, you know, a thorn in our sides, and we've taken a lot of tough L's to them over the years, over the recent years. I think we're like one, we, before tonight, we were like one out of our last 12 or so. And a lot of those were just like, there were a lot of one-score games, a lot of like choke jobs. There's a couple of bad officiating stuff in there. So, um you know, it was funny. I was talking, my sister came over and it was me and my sister and um, my wife and my kids. And I told them, I was like, I wish every game was like this. <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm, I'm team blowout, like just in general. Like I like just relaxing, not having to worry about the game. There are people who like, like close games and like the excitement and that's cool or whatever. But like, if I had my way, like every game would be a 30 point blowout. So you should that's be an Alabama like, football fan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Diverse tradition and just like blow every team out all, all the time. Now, kind of going along with this, you're in Austin and we have a big game there next week. Yes. On, uh, on Friday. Yeah, I got to um, get my affairs in order as I at the beginning of the season when it was not known if the Mountain West would have football. I was like, well, I guess I'll be an Iowa State fan and a Texas fan. I'll be an Iowa State fan because I have a lot of fans who, or a lot of friends who are Iowa State fans. And I'll be a Texas fan because I live two miles from the stadium. Oh. <laughs> like, my roommate and I last season, we scootered down to go to the tailgates because Texas tailgates are pretty dope. Um, mm-hmm. And we get corn dogs. Uh, that won't be happening this week. I don't even think that they have a tailgate situation at Texas. But I'm, I think I'm going to root for Iowa State in this game because I'm more loyal to my friendships than I am to my whimsical. I'm going to root for Texas because I live here. Like, it's more fun to root for Iowa State. Listen, I told you years ago, I, I remember you came to, I think, an Iowa State game. I think we were playing Texas. Yeah, it was last November. Last like, November. A year ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. I told you, like, we, we accept fans on the bandwagon, so we're, we're very happy to have you. Um, it's, I've driven past that stadium once in high school. I was, we took a band trip to San Antonio. Oh, gotcha. And we took, a, we took a bus from Des Moines to San Antonio. And I remember we drove through Austin and we drove, like, past Texas Stadium. It was massive. So I kind of, I know the area a little bit, but nothing like, I mean, nothing too deep. I mean, I've just driven driven past it so it's pretty cool that you live that close to the state that's pretty dope it's it's pretty fun um like we could we live off of red river which if you live in austin you know where that is and if i were just to run down red river i'd run up right on the um stadium but i drive on i-35 because i hate myself i guess because driving on i-35 is actual hell um but you drive by, you drive past the stadium, which I'm sure that's where you drove past it in high school. And since then, they have started construction. And like, I think at the end of last season, they started doing construction on the south end zone. So you just see the, uh, like the 
cranes and all the construction people all up and down um, the highway. And when you drive down Red River, you can't even drive down Red River. I don't know why I'm like, oh, yeah, you could just drive there and then drive into downtown. Like, you can't. It's blocked off. So um, lots of things happening in a stadium where nobody can really go watch the game. That's wild. I, I take 35 North every day to go to work, or I did when I was not working during the pandemic. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, I guess. Um, when I go into my office, I take 35 North. And we go take 35 South when we go to Kansas City, and I'm sure that's what, the route that we took back then. And um, it's tough. Like the the construction, like that, is just Oof. this is a, this is a an infrastructure podcast now. This is a, <laughs> this is a civil engineering podcast. Yep, we now. are civil engineers now. But uh, it, yeah, it's just um, especially like. Near, on the way to KC, the the construction, and I used to go to Kansas City a lot because um, I have a friend that lives there and has lived there for, man, probably about seven or eight years now. Gotcha. And that's where the Big 12 tournament is, the basketball tournament. And so we go down there a bunch. And, you know, if you had caught me down there in my mid-20s, you'd have seen a, a, a very drunk person on on a certain few nights in uh, in early March. But yeah, like every time we would go down there, like the construction would be crazy. It, it would just like take longer than we thought because of the like ridiculous construction on 35. But That's insane um, because Kansas City is like maybe an eight-hour drive from Austin. Like it's not close, but no matter where you are on I-35, construction. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess I can't speak for Oklahoma. Like I don't actually know what traffic in Oklahoma is like because I'm not trying to drive through Oklahoma. Um but definitely through Texas, through Kansas City, through Iowa, not great. Well, we're talking – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, three out of ten stars do not recommend, but it's necessary. Well, kind of going along with this, like, we're, we're talking – this is our Thanksgiving episode. We're talking about the holidays. We're going to talk about some pop culture related to Thanksgiving. And, like, I always think about driving. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, we didn't take 35, but like my family's from Southern Illinois and Southern Missouri. I was born in Southern Missouri. And so I'm used to like eight hour drives, seven hour drives. And that was like a big part of my Thanksgiving experience. And I, I think about now, you know, my kids will be when, as they get older and as we, you know, God willing, get out of this ridiculous public health crisis, um, we'll be able to like travel like that again between states and were you someone who did you take a lot of road road trips growing up, like around the holidays, like Thanksgiving or Christmas, or what was that like? We did not do a lot of holiday road trips. So when I was, I don't know, between the time I was eight and thirteen, I was homeschooled, which explains a lot. Um, but we would do just like random road trips, and then my parents are not together, so I would travel every other Christmas to the east coast to visit my dad and so it was a lot of flying and then we there were a couple times that we've driven like my dad and I to Alabama but like not a ton of road trips around like Thanksgiving growing up did you all I mean you all would road trip because your family was relatively close we did yeah we did a lot of driving we didn't do much flying at all um around the holidays so we would drive to Cape. I was born in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is southeast Missouri. It's about an eight-hour drive from Des Moines. And then my dad's family was in Carbondale, Illinois, which is about an hour east of Cape Girardeau. So pretty, um, pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think about like what we would do to enter- entertain ourselves, like my sister and I. Like we would like, no, we probably wild out in the back seat, and we would like fake fight each other, and we would do. I don't even remember what we would do, but like now, like my daughter asked for an iPod or an iPad the other day. I was like, oh my god, four? Yeah, she's four. (laughs) But like a kid that she goes to daycare with has one. Gotcha. So she asked me for one, and I'm like, no. But like that's the type of stuff that they're going to be doing you know, when we, when they get older and as we're taking these long trips or whatever. And so 
I, I think that like there's like Thanksgiving movies about like taking road trips and like that's just like a part of the kind of a part of the experience. Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about pop culture related to Thanksgiving and like certainly travel is a part of it. But like also, um, I, I don't know, I've been thinking about recently just about how much more pop culture there is related to Christmas versus Thanksgiving. I feel like there's more Christmas movies and yeah. then there's like Thanksgiving episodes of TV shows. Yes. You know, like what do you what do you think about that? I kind of wish there were more Thanksgiving movies. And I say that after watching a Thanksgiving movie last night. I um I watched two movies. I watched The Oath and I watched um Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey as it turns out is a great Thanksgiving movie. Um The Oath is not. And I don't know if it's hard to like ground a story around Thanksgiving and it be 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's why like the oath kind of, I didn't finish it. It kind of (laughs) sucked. Like, And I was disappointed because I really like Tiffany Haddish and um, Ike, I can't say his last name, but he was on the Mindy project. He's just like a white comedian guy. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, this should be, like, a good... Like, you would think that you could get a couple comedians, have them be in a Thanksgiving movie, and have it be something really entertaining. And, like, uh-huh. that's just not the case. It works out for a TV show. Like, every TV show has Thanksgiving episodes, and a lot of them are really, like, entertaining, depending on, like, what type of show you're into. But, like, Christmas movies seem to be, like, Christmas and New Year's for whatever reason, a story can be grounded around that. I'm like, come on, let's like, come on, let's do Thanksgiving. It's more fun. Like there are no expectations around Thanksgiving. All you do is show up and eat and watch sports. Like such a low pressure holiday. You can make a movie off of this. I remember, I can't remember which episode it was, but I remember talking with you about um, (laughs) watching the Thanksgiving like, you know, it's always the Lions and the Cowboys, I think, that play games yeah. on Thanksgiving. And now, I mean, there's like four Thanksgiving yeah. games. But I think it was one of the, I think it was like the Lions game. And Luke Bryan performed the halftime show. And it was trash and I hated it. But like, that's definitely a thing. Like when you talk about, you know, watching football and everything like that, um, it's just a part of the Thanksgiving experience. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person who I don't want to skip over Thanksgiving to get to Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year, but like, I don't want to, you know, I just feel like Thanksgiving is like the stepchild and I don't want to just gloss over Thanksgiving. I'm the type of person who I don't start listening to Christmas music until the day after Thanksgiving. That's like the personal rule I have or December 1st. I kind of fluctuate between the two. And now I'm just like, whatever, I'll start listening to it. I'm not going to wait till December 1st to start listening to Christmas music because I have to have some sort of joy in my life, especially these days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But how, how are you on that? Like, when do you start listening to Christmas music? Do you, do you, I mean, I feel like we're kind of in agreement that Thanksgiving kind of just gets like leapfrogged over. Right. Like in the popular consciousness. Yes, I, I think I agree with that. I I think that like we acknowledge Thanksgiving, and I think that as Americans, like we all appreciate Thanksgiving. We like having the day two and a half days off or more. I it depends on like your job and like what you do. I'm sure there are folks who are like, I work on Black Friday, and like no, there's 100 people who are working on Black Friday because there are other people going into stores and shopping. Um, but like outside of like the service industry, I know that there are people probably working and they're like, no, like I get the day of Thanksgiving off and I'm back in my office. Um, I I used to be very much like Christmas music, December 1 to December 25. Um, after that, like no more Christmas music, take down your tree on the 26th. Not that we did, like my parents are like, no, we can wait. And I'm like, yeah, but like Christmas is over. It's about to be January. January and February to me are like the two most depressing months of the year. Not for any particular reason other than there is not enough sunlight. Like, yeah, 
I don't hate anything in particular about January and February. I just am like, I wish there were like 12 to 15 hours of sunlight every day. Um, and that's why I moved to Texas where in the middle of the day I could stand in the sunlight. Um, but yeah, like Thanksgiving kind of gets the short end of the stick and I feel like it has like more of a, an opportunity within pop culture to create something because as much as we all, again, this is kind of a we as Americans, we're like, yeah, everyone's celebrating Christmas. No, not everyone's celebrating Christmas. Right. Like you come to the United States and like, let's assume that like a fa- it doesn't really matter where a family's coming from, but they're like, yeah, like I'm American and I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving. Like it doesn't super matter. Like the religious background really anything just like yeah i just want to get together with people like that's all thanksgiving is now if you look at like the actual historical context of thanksgiving then you're like man all these europeans were the worst but like we're we're looking more at the gathering piece of it and in pop culture like that really could be a way to bridge the various cultures that exist within the united states like as it turns out we're not all white people (laughs) I know it might come as a shock to some, um, but Thanksgiving really within pop culture, because it so many people are consuming it, it really would be like a prime opportunity to just bring everyone together. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, kind of the, the historical context of Thanksgiving, like you said, and how fraught that is and, you know, how tied up it is with the genocide of indigenous people in this country and, you know, I, I think a lot of people, particularly in our generation, are trying to, like, kind of reclaim that, reclaim the, the yeah. meaning of Thanksgiving and, and center it more towards um, the gathering of family and, and things like that, which I think it's it's been like that, certainly. But I think that our generation specifically is trying to, like, acknowledge that, be more acknowledging of, um, you know, the the racist genocidal part of, you know, colonizers coming here and and um doing so much harm and 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 damage to to the people who already lived here and who had lived here for generations and so you see with things like friendsgiving like that's a big thing where you know Mm -hmm. people our age i think that's definitely a, a a millennial thing where we're gathering our friends and we're having these meals and we're just like i just see it kind of as a as a a way for us to acknowledge each other and acknowledge how grateful we are to have um, our friends and our peers in this community of, of people that we've built. And I think that there's something special about that. And I think that there's also special, something special about um, for people who had the, um, you know, who were blessed enough to have families or that they communicated enough with or had enough love between them to like share a Thanksgiving meal or spend a few days together at Thanksgiving. I, uh, I, I think about, I, I mentioned about how my dad's family's from Carbondale. We used to go to Carbondale and Cape like every Thanksgiving and we kind of shuttle back and forth between the two since they were so close. But I, um, one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories was, I think this is in college. It had to have been because we, it's, it's tied to a movie, but we went to like, so you mentioned at the top of the, at the, at the top of the episode, we we're talking about how, how many good movies come out during Thanksgiving. And um, I think you were talking, I think you. I may have talked about that before we started recording, but yeah, lots of good movies tend to come out between Thanksgiving and Christmas or new year's really just because people have the time. Exactly. And so one of my favorite memories was being in Carbondale. I think I was in college and we, went to it was thanksgiving night and we went to the mall in carbondale we went to the the movie theater and we saw the movie this christmas um me and my family and that's the movie it has um idris elba in it and chris brown is in it and kimberly elise is in it and um del orlando god who else a lot of people are in that movie great movie uh not i mean it's an okay movie it's not a great movie but um (laughs) It's like a black Thanksgiving movie or black Christmas movie, but it came out on Thanksgiving and we went and saw it. Me and my family, we went and saw it and we like laughed at the movie. We like laughed at the parts that we're supposed to laugh at. And then we also laughed at the parts probably that we weren't supposed to laugh at because it's 
not a that great of a movie, but it was fun. Like I have fond memories of the movie because I have fond memories of being with my family in the movie theater. And then after that, after the movie got over, like we went to the movie like seven or whatever, and the movie gets over at, you know, nine or nine thirty or whatever, um, because of, you know, long previews or however long it was. And they had shut down most of the mall except for the stores that were doing Black Friday shopping. So we actually did Black Friday shopping at like between 9.30 and like 11 at night on Thursday night. Oh, wow. And and there were a lot of people in there and it was just really dope. It was so fun. That was like the first time that I actually done that, had done like the Black Friday shopping thing. But we did it like it was the night before. It was Thursday night. And we were like in these different stores. We were, you know, that mall has a Macy's and there isn't a Macy's in Des Moines. So we went there and we went to like different, you know, the different retail stores and got like a lot of stuff. And it was like, that was just really, really fun. That's like one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories. So do you have, um, did you, did you you go to movies a lot on Thanksgiving or did you do the Black Friday shopping or how does that usually go for you? So typically I wouldn't go to movies on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think like every Thanksgiving I did with like my mom and my stepfather. So, and like my family in Colorado. So we didn't usually go to movies. And then like when I could drive, so when I was like 17 or 18, um, I could do Black Friday shopping and I would go with friends. Like it was more, it was like less about, oh, we're going to get deals because the Black Friday deals were like so-so and just like, oh, hey, we're going to like hang out, go shopping, get coffee and then like go home. Um, and so then it it became again, less about like a family thing for Thanksgiving and more like, oh yeah, I'm like going to see my friends. And I think some of them had gone off to college by that point. So they were back for Thanksgiving and overall like Thanksgiving break growing up was just like, oh, this is just a good time to like see people. And it was family, but like how I said before, like it's such a low pressure holiday. It like growing up I just was like oh yeah like my grandfather's gonna come over we're gonna hang out we're gonna watch the parade for like two seconds and then like lose interest in that because none of us actually cared about watching the parade and the next day I knew I was gonna have pie for breakfast so that was something really exciting to look forward to that's phenomenal that's I mean I was actually that's a great segue because I was gonna ask you about the Thanksgiving like meals that you would have so like first of all there's a I'm I'm kind of a Maybe I don't know if I'm a weirdo or not, but I actually like the Christmas meal more than I like Thanksgiving meal. Really? Yeah, because it's like, just, how I, and it... I don't even know. Cause... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to ask you, like, what's the difference in your Thanksgiving versus your Christmas meal? Really, there's the the most significant difference is the meat, the protein, because like Thanksgiving obviously is more turkey based. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like a huge turkey person. Like it's okay, Like I'll eat it. It's a a lot of the times it's like the healthier option. But Christmas is ham and I'm more of a ham person. And the sides are mostly the same. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm I'm more of a I, I just love the Christmas meal, and then also I think it's it has to do with I have a big family, and we it's we see each other a lot for the for the holidays. We want this this year, obviously, but um, Christmas was as I got older. By the time I was in like high school, maybe late late high school, we stopped going to like Illinois, Missouri for Christmas. And those family members started coming up to Des Moines instead. And so I just liked it better. I liked that we didn't have to drive eight hours. And I liked having, like, all the family in my parents' house. So um, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. But, like, what do you what, – what, what type of stuff were you looking forward to the most for, like, Thanksgiving meals? Like, what's your, what's your bag for Thanksgiving meals? What do you, what do you, what do you take – what do you put in first on your plate? Um, the sweet potatoes. Okay. I was and still am a big sweet potatoes fan. Now I eat them year round because I decide what groceries I'm getting. So that's go. nice. But when I was a kid, I used to love sweet potatoes with like marshmallows on top. My mom hated them. Like she was just like, we don't need to have marshmallows. There's already sugar in the sweet potatoes. This is just excessive. And then you're mm-hmm. going to eat pie. And I was like, I'm really not worried about this. Um, 
most 12 year olds are probably not super worried about like how much sugar is in their Thanksgiving meal. They're just like, I'm just, I'm here for a good time. Um, and now I'm, I still, I stay a fan of the sweet potatoes. I don't need the marshmallows on them as much anymore. Um, because it doesn't like excite me, but I had grown up. So like I did Thanksgiving almost always with my mother and stepfather who are white. So we had like pecan pie, pumpkin pie, mincemeat pie, like all these different things, but like never sweet potato pie. But my dad, who is from Alabama and black, um, is like, oh yeah, you don't have sweet potato pie. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. So like, (laughs) (laughs) like, so I'm over here eating basically sweet potato pie as part of the meal, not the dessert, just the meal. Um, And still, like, I don't ever get sweet potato pie when that's the option, but, like, I know it's out there and it exists, and um, it was never part of the Thanksgiving spread, and, like, my dad's not a huge pie person, so Christmas it was never part of the spread. But, I mean, like, if I had to choose the in-between, and someone was like, oh, you're going to get the sweet potato pie with, like, a marshmallow situation on top, I'd be like, well, that's all I need for the Thanksgiving meal. Like, I don't... I know it's a hot take and I share this hot take more often than anyone really cares about, but like the green bean casserole Thanksgiving kind of sucks. Um, the texture of it isn't right. Cranberry sauce. Like it concerns me when it just like comes out of the can and people just slice it. Like it's just odd. Um, my family did not do that. Like they made like a cranberry, anything else. And then all the other foods of Thanksgiving, like, I'm really excited to eat. Like, I love stuffing and turkey and um, mashed potatoes. Like, those are all great things to me. Yeah, I'm also not a big cranberry sauce person. And I'm also not a big green bean casserole person. It's fine. I I I never had green bean casserole until oh. I, I don't know late high school maybe so what was included in your thanksgiving meal like growing up um so first of all i have to go with my mom's mac and cheese okay so i didn't know that wasn't a that was a weird thing for people to like not have as part of their part of their thanksgiving meal like i thought that was just like accepted like my obviously my parents didn't do it but like my dad would make it so i'm just like oh yeah this is part of thanksgiving for like a lot of people just not my mom like that's not a are thing. You about, are you talking about mac and cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alex Gukin, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm speaking directly to you. <laughs> and I might, we'll, we'll get the timestamp of this after we stop recording so I can, so we can tweet it. And so I can shout you out specifically because Alex Gukin has been on Twitter slandering mac and cheese as a Thanksgiving food, which is absurd. Of course, it's a Thanksgiving food. It's totally a Thanksgiving food. It's just, I don't even, like, I just, I needed to say that. I needed to speak to you now, Alex, please. Come on. We got to get you some help. Because this is ridiculous. It's getting outrageous now. And I have to shout it out because my mom makes the best mac and cheese. I'm biased, obviously, but, like, it's, I don't know. You can be biased and right at the same time, which I am in this case. Um, so we'll go with mac and cheese, green beans. Yeah, that's cool. Not cow casserole. I honestly, I it wasn't until I had like white family members that I got green bean casserole. That checks out. Um, so I I didn't know that that was a thing until later in my life, relatively speaking. I don't know, seventeen, eighteen. Um, rolls. Got to get some good rolls in there. Yeah. Turkey, of course. I'm not a big stuffing person. Um, I'm not a big greens person. I'm kind of the outlier in my family. Um, greens I love aren't the, great. I love the smell of greens, but I just don't. It's not something that I eat. I'm just not a big greens person. Mm. Um, we can get some baked chicken in there. We can get some fried chicken in there. We don't usually eat fried chicken at, at Thanksgiving, though. It's, it's usually... Um, if we have some drumsticks, it'll they'll be baked. If we if we have chicken, we usually have baked chicken. We don't really we're not really big into fried chicken in the holidays. Um, for us, I don't know if that's unique to us or not. But like we, I mean, that's just like a regular meal. That's not something that we eat. 
that's not a meet that we usually do during the holidays. Sometimes we do, I guess, but it's usually on other stuff. Yeah, I don't think um, we've done that. Yeah, like that's those are the big ones for me. Ham, um, various desserts. I like pie. Um, I like cake. If someone makes a cake, if my wife makes a cake, if you know, um, I'm 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 good with whatever. So it's you know I'm we're talking about this and I'm trying to like trying to be better with my eating. I need to you know eat smaller portion sizes and listen. It's a pandemic. I'm not working out much. Um, it's 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 tough, but you know it's Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna go crazy. I guess. I think that's fair. It's only one day that exactly. You just kind of spend the day grazing and then you have the big meal and then you spend the next week eating leftovers, which I know some people aren't leftovers people. I am a leftovers type of person. I'm very lazy. I do not want to cook every night. So if it's like good leftovers, I'm like happy to reheat them. Now, let me ask you this, because we were talking a little bit before and this can kind of this can kind of go into our next discussion about um the pop culture that people consume during Thanksgiving. We had talked a little bit about movies. Um, you had mentioned earlier about people who work during the holidays. And when I was in high school, I did. I, I had a part-time job at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like, I would we would eat in the afternoon. So we would have like our dinner, quote unquote, at like one or two or whatever. And, you know, we would just kind of all hang out at my parents' house and then it would get to be about maybe three o'clock and I'd have to like go upstairs to my room and like change into my work uniform and like everyone would be chilling and I'd have to like peace out and go to work. And I like, I, it's, I, I look back on that fondly now, but like, were you, you weren't a, you weren't a, a movie and Thanksgiving person you just said, but what about Christmas? Cause Christmas is a big day for movies. And I, I worked basically every Christmas that I can think of when I was at the, when I was working at the movie theater. So were you going to movies on Christmas day, Christmas night? Yes. When I'd go visit my dad, we would go to movies for Christmas. Um, it was just kind of, something to kill time so I think I actually think every year growing up we would go see something around Christmas time or on Christmas day because like what else are you gonna do like you're gonna eat and you're gonna watch basketball but you know there's time for a movie sometime in there exactly I agree the same uh NBA NBA games on Christmas oh always great and I in high school there was like it was um, like Heat Lakers because Shaq had gone to the Heat. That era, like 05, 06, that was a big thing. And like I was huge in the NBA then. I'm still pretty big in the NBA, but I just don't watch sports as much as I used to. But at that time, I was just like, that was it. The NBA games were just like, that was that was it. So you'd go to work. Like and work like part of Christmas Day, and then go watch the NBA games. It reverse. I would watch the NBA games oh, in the afternoon, and then I would gotcha. work nights. I would work Christmas night. I'd work Thanksgiving night. The only night of the year that our theater wasn't open was Christmas Eve night. We'd have a matinee at like eleven or twelve or whatever, and then I worked the movie theater I worked at was only one screen. It was a giant screen. I didn't work in a multiplex, so it was like this big. This giant screen was the biggest non-IMAX screen in the Midwest. Huh. And we had, yeah, we had one big um, auditorium that sat like 740 people. And um, yeah, I would work the night shift. So four to close, usually four, four or four fifteen to close which would be like I would end up leaving around 1030 or so. So, Man, good old days. Missed that job. Man, I mean, you could always go back and do it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) part-time. Not at that one. That one was special, though, because that one, I mean, that theater doesn't exist anymore. But that was just like, uh, that was it was the perfect high school job. I didn't, I got paid next to nothing, but it was just a lot of fun. And everyone was in high school and um, it was just a, a, still cool with a lot of my coworkers from back then. So that was, 
That was great. So because you worked at a movie theater during the holiday time, were you going and seeing a lot of those holiday movies that were coming out? Like a lot of those big movies that came out pretty much the end of November through the end of December. I was, I was, I wish that I, before this, I should have prepped because I wish I could recall some off the top of my head, but I can't, I remember one, this is the first year that I worked there. I remember King Kong. I started in June of 2005 and King Kong was like at the end of the year. And that was one I remember seeing. Um, have you seen King Kong before? I have not. So it was it was the updated one, obviously the one with it. It starred Jack Black and Naomi Watts. And um, there's a scene like when they're on the island where King Kong is. There's a scene where it's like all quiet and like the the big thing in King Kong is like the island, like all the animals are like giant size. It's not just King Kong. Like there's giant bugs and insects and stuff too and there's like a part where there's like a bunch of giant bugs and it's like a real quiet scene and my phone was in my pocket and my phone went off and I was like I was just like in the back of the theater like watching it like that's what I would do I'd be like I'd stand next to the doors and just watch the movie sometimes and like my phone was my phone buzzed and I like almost jumped 10 feet in the air it was crazy never happened again did it no I was like thank goodness no one saw that because I looked like a (laughs) punk What, so like what it was, you know, that's a big thing, like, you know, being off of school and a lot of people are off of work at that time. So like, that's a, a big reason why so many people are going to see those movies. So I, I guess I know that you had asked here in this outline, like what, what, what's some of the stuff that you were binging? Like, imagine if it's, you know, you're home from school over winter break, or even now, maybe if you, if you take some time off during the holidays, like, what do you, what, what type of stuff are you watching? What are you reading? Like what type of stuff are you consuming? So I think when it was, when I was like in college, I'd be sleeping or I would be like rewatching things. So I'd be rewatching like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings and falling asleep. If it was Lord of the Rings, because I think it's so boring. Um, another take. <laughs> I just like, I always, it's reading the books or the movies, r- watching the movies, which I feel bad. Cause I'm like, man, okay. this is a type of movie that I should be getting into. And every time I could not tell you how any of them end, I've watched the beginning of all of them and I fall asleep halfway through all of them. Um, but so like things like that. And then like, I think when I was in college in grad school, I'm, I don't think I consumed anything that was new content. Like, I barely could spell my name at that point. And I was like, new shows, I don't think I can do that. Um, and then, like, since then, I think with, like, the family obligations and work, like, there's not really time to even really watch too much. Uh, like, I'll watch a movie that maybe came out. Like, my dad and I will rent a movie. Like, it isn't even, like, going and seeing a new movie or seeing any new shows or anything um and like that's kind of what it looks like I think this year is different because (laughs) we're living in the year we're living in and so it'll be I probably will watch like the new Wonder Woman since it's going to go on to HBO Max like I'll probably watch that it'll be one of the like few movies in the last five years I'm like yeah I'm seeing it within a month or two of it coming out um how did how do you usually spend like the holiday time in terms of watching movies or catching up on TV shows? I think that this was kind of a new phenomenon for me because being on break back then, I was mostly like probably playing video games. Gotcha. Instead of watching a lot of movies. So that's so probably you- what I was doing the most. Okay. But like when this was it was I, I started this when I was working at Waukee, so this was this would have been like five years ago or so. I started on my on even years during a break. So I, I used to work for a school a public school district, and I worked in the district office. And so I I used to be I would take some time off. Um, that's when I started taking time off during the holidays, like a lot of time off. Before that, I worked at a at a TV station and I wasn't able to take a lot of time off because I hadn't really accrued a lot. Yeah. 
And I just got better, like I, I got better vacation benefits when I started working for the school district. And that's carried over now to working um, to working at Iowa State. So working in public education, kids, that's the that's the moral of the story. But I got I started taking a lot of time off around the holidays then. I would take about a week off or so. And I'm planning on taking even more of that, um, more time off this year, uh, next month. But I started this tradition of reading Harry Potter, reading the Harry Potter series um, every other year around the holidays. And I'm not going to be able to do it this year. This, this would be the year that I, that I would do it, but I'm going to postpone. Yeah. I'm going to postpone it to after I graduate because I'm doing an independent study thing over the, um, over this long break. And I just have like too much shit that I need to read. So I can't do any, I'm pushing all of my like reading for pleasure to like may basically that's fair um yeah so i'm gonna start but this time so this one is gonna take me a while though because i'm actually gonna do it i am going to read all of the books and and watch all of the movies and i'm gonna go through it with binge mode so binge mode does like the they do it by like chapters yeah. So like they'll go like one chapters one through three of like Sorcerer's Stone. So I'll I'll like listen to that podcast. I'll like I'll read that first and then I'll listen I'll listen to the podcast and then like that's how I'm gonna do it. So that's gonna take me a while, but I'm very much looking forward to that. It'll be like the biggest deep dive, but like hey, you'll finish by Christmas of twenty twenty two. So it'll be exactly. almost like you did it in twenty twenty. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And sorry to my wife and children, but this is something that I, I'm going to have to do. And I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do it every day, so it's going to take a while. But I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So is there anything that you're planning on doing, like, for this year? Ooh, I think, so, like, thinking about, even before we started doing this episode, so I was like, man, like, what do people usually do? And I have talked to friends who were like, I'm going to watch Harry Potter. And I'm like, uh, everyone watches Harry Potter at Christmas. And that's part of, like, why I'm right. about this. I'm like, why do we watch Harry Potter at Christmas time? And why do we just rewatch the same stuff when, like, the first part of a season of a lot of shows have just happened? And, like, a lot of shows that we might not have, like, watched. Yeah. Um or even shows, I don't know when the Emmys happened. I, I don't have a concept of time at this point in life. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, sure, you could tell me it was yesterday. and be like, yeah, that checks out. Um, but I think like this time of the year, so it's like slowing down. And I know there are people who are probably like, oh, yeah, I've been watching shows since everything kind of locked down in March. I cannot write a press release and listen to a TV show. I'm sure other people feel the same way in their jobs. So I'm like, man, I want to like catch up on TV shows and like see what all the, like all these good shows that like receive recognition and watch movie, like how I watched birds of prey last night. I was like, man, like this is such a good movie. Why, why did it take me forever to watch this movie? And so I don't know. I, th- I think that this is like prime time to catch up on those things and not only catch up on them, but like catch up with other people who also probably haven't watched those shows or movies because they're doing life. Um, it, it, I think it differs from people in different life stages, but there are plenty, like plenty of my friends are like, yeah, I haven't watched this thing because I haven't had time. And it's like, yeah, like now's the time we should be watching these things that are getting awards. So one we don't miss out on like good movies in exchange for rewatching the same mediocre movie. Like I, I don't understand. We don't need to rewatch like a Christmas story. Right. If you've well, seen so, it once, you've seen it enough. That one's so crazy. Cause like they do like the 24 hours of it or they used to. On yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it's funny listening to you just now because like I'm actually, so I'm in the midst of a Marvel rewatch when yes. I can. So I started a Marvel rewatch like right in March, like right when quarantine started. And then I like stopped for months because of work and school. And I, you know, in order for me to graduate when I want to graduate, like I had to take summer courses. And so um, I like, 
I stopped doing it like in maybe June. And I was only, I was watching it when I could, when I could. So like I would watch like a movie every other week, maybe. And I just now restarted it back up. And now like I'm on uh, the next movie I need to watch is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, so I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the midst of that. And then I'm also in the midst of, this is something that really, I just started this week, but I'm trying to take on Wednesdays. I'm here. I'm at my house by myself and I don't have any meetings. Um, well, I have like one meeting in the morning, but it's like a, it's a short meeting. so a half hour meeting with, um, the grad assistant for one of my programs. So, I take, I'm starting to take Wednesdays to like watch a movie during the day when I can um, to get done with my stuff in the morning. And then um, afternoon, I want to like, this is, this is something I just starting just now. I just want to try and do this to see like movies that I've never seen before. And so this mm-hmm. past week, this past Wednesday, I watched The Godfather for the first time. And it's good. I mean, it's as good as people say it is. And I'm going to watch part two this upcoming Wednesday. If I can, but like it's so long. Like the first Godfather is three hours long, and this next one, Godfather Ugh. Part Two, is like three and a half hours long. I'm like, damn. Like, how do people watch this? But you know, <laughs> like that's that's something that I I want to try and do. I want to try and watch. Like, I like love movies, but there's a lot of like classical movies that I've never seen. So that's kind of what I want to do moving forward on Wednesdays and then just like maybe even over the holidays too, like some of these classic stuff that rather than like the Harry Potter movies, one of the reasons why I'm going to watch the rewatch the Harry Potter movies when I do that is because I actually haven't sat down and rewatched those ever. So I'm looking forward to doing that, but like I'm trying to like find something new, I guess for the holidays coming up instead of like the, the, the kind of, stuff that we fall back on like you were saying i'm trying to like expand to like touch on some on some movies that i've never seen that i that i want to does that kind of make sense yeah and i think that that would that makes sense for people in general to spend the holidays to catch like watch movies that you've never watched because there are plenty of like older movies or just like obscure movies that are kind of old like if something came out in the early 2000s like yeah this is like the prime time to watch it it's now or never right like we you know and i'm my hope is for people um over this holiday to just like take as much time off as you can and i'm fully aware that there's a lot of people who can't do that and that sucks um so if you're able to do that, like be grateful for it, because if there's ever a time that we need, you know, a mental break, it's now. And, you know, for some people, a mental break means consuming nothing, right? Just like kind of chilling or maybe it's, or listening to music or maybe it's just sitting in their house on their couch, not doing anything. And that's great. Like do whatever you need to do to, to cope with this hell world that we're living in. Um, but for those who are wanting to like watch something or catch up on something maybe think about something different or something you know that you haven't read before getting into something that you've always wanted to and now I know for me it's it's easy for me to like sit down and and want to to tell myself I'm going to watch this movie I've never seen but instead be like I'm going to turn on community on Netflix (laughs) like I do that all the time so I'm trying to like push myself to 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 do different stuff so that's my advice to people if you're listening to this podcast. That's good advice. And if you have like a list of movies to direct people to, prep that. Definitely. And share it with us so we can yeah. <laughs> so we can expand our palettes too. Oh, for sure. Like I will make it through the small list of things that I want to watch probably within the next two weeks. It's I don't know. I am like, oh, this earned a, an award, I think, or I heard about it, or people were angry about it, and and if it's not good halfway through, I'll turn it off. Such is life. Um, but it is what it is. Um, before this year, did like you didn't typically binge anything. I didn't just, I mean, if you want to call like 
reading the Harry Potter series again, binging. I guess I did that. Like I did that every other year, but like not, um, not during the holidays. I remember when I was working at the TV station, um, I was working nights and I remember I binged Friday night lights. Okay. But that wasn't, that wasn't a holiday thing. That was just like, I just did that. And then last year, two years ago, whenever were you, did you watch game of Thrones? I have not. It's on my list of things to watch, okay. but I'm kind of well, scared of it. <laughs> well, I had watched it, and I, I guess two years ago was its last. It was that last last year. Yes, that everyone hated. Yeah, so I I started in January, maybe. Um, I I like binge the entire series. I'd never seen it before. There are some things that I'd known, like some of the big spoiler alert things that I just knew about because it's it had been in the consciousness for so long. But um, yeah, I I I, I binged it. I guess that was I was I think I was um, on break then, so I, I I started binging that in January, and I I got done with the last season, the last episode of the, of the season of the previous season, like the day before the last season started. So that was in April. And then, so that took me a long time and that was tough. Cause like there was, I was having to like watch episodes at night on my phone. And like, that was just like a lot. That was, I don't recommend that. I don't recommend watching it that way. Cause it was just like, that's just a lot of content to consume in that short amount of time. And I didn't really have time, a lot of time to like reflect on stuff, but isn't it? Pretty um, I'm glad I did it. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, there's not a lot. There's only a few individual episodes that I remember just because I watched so much of it at once, but like, it's, it's a good show. Um, a little bit too much rape in my opinion. Um, I guess, you know, any rape is too much. But like there's they kind of especially in the early seasons, I'm like, okay, y'all like relax on this, please. Um, a lot of incest, pretty wild. Not really into that, but you know, <laughs> fantasy, I guess. I have no idea. Um, but the the early seasons are just a lot of like it's it's a really good talking show, a lot of good like backroom dealing, a lot of like, you know, the mechanisms of power and how people are trying to obtain power and um, this is just a really interesting show. I'm not like a super deep fan of it like a lot of people are, but I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. So I would recommend it for for someone who wants to like start it up casually. But you definitely get invested in people's storylines and stuff and you have characters that you're rooting super hard for. So. so it's definitely not like a holiday binge because in the, what, six weeks at most of holiday time that we can start binging shows like game of thrones just says too much to like piece through to watch that quickly no you're not if you started during the holidays that's fine but you're not gonna finish it like there's no way it's just too much yeah no so that doesn't seem like a holiday friendly binge not like a no i don't know i think the off i don't love the office but i think that's a good holiday binge show mm-hmm. it is you you say you don't love the office i really don't it's not okay. like it's one of those shows that i'm like yeah it's funny at times um and it has moments where i'm like i've experienced this in an office but like yeah. it wouldn't be my go-to but i can understand why like it, it's very light for the most part and mm-hmm. it's really easy to get through and it doesn't take a lot of like brain power and like the holidays can be draining for some folks just whatever the reason so i can see that being a good one parks and rec parks and rec truly would be the show that i'd be like yeah i'm gonna watch this during the holidays so that, like at the end of yeah. every day i have something that i'm like oh i'm gonna watch this so i don't go to sleep at 5 30 p.m when it gets dark no that's great i i enjoyed park and rec parks and rec a lot that's a that's a show that like i need to rewatch again because i really enjoyed that show um the office to me, like I really like it. It's again, I wouldn't classify myself as like a super deep fan because like these are, you know, Game of Thrones, The Office, like these are shows that have really, really passionate. Yeah. And to me, I'm more just like a casual like fan of them. And like for me, The Office seasons like two through four are like really, really like high level, like really great. 
Um, there are other good seasons beyond that, but like that three season run is just like, wow. Like it's really funny. Um, I'm a community person. Community is like my favorite show. That's another um, good one for the whole, yeah. like to just binge watch. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I would recommend that. Um, what about movies? Like what movies would you recommend? Um, I think that watching like the Marvel movies, like I, I, included them as like movies that people would binge but i think that the Mm -hmm. holiday time is like realistically a good time if you've not watched them to like watch them in order because there's a ton and some are better than others i yeah i i I agree and that's something that i'm finding as i rewatch it it's funny like there's some as i'm rewatching these now there's some that i like I remember not liking as much or not thinking that certain things worked as well and like rewatching it. I'm I'm actually like, Oh, it's not bad. I'm talking specifically about civil war. Mm. Um, I remember like, I liked civil war the first time I saw it and I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's a fun movie. But I was, I remember thinking like the conflict between captain and American Tony. I remember thinking like, uh, it's, they're kind of, I mean, they have to, they have to, make them antagonists in a sense in this movie to set up what they want to do in future movies. Like that's, I remember thinking that being like, uh, I mean, it's so, you know, I I feel like it wasn't as, I felt like it didn't work emotionally in the way that I wanted to, but rewatching it last week, I guess it was, I'm actually like, you know what? I think that I, I think it actually works. It worked better than I remembered it. And understanding both of their positions and the things that they do and the choices that they make. Um, it's, it's not perfect certainly, but it's, it, it worked better than I thought it did. Um, then I remember it, then I remember it working. So that's another thing I think like rewatching those movies or rewatching or rereading whatever series, I think that you might find some stuff that you like better than you liked before, which is, that's been an interesting experience for me. Oh, yeah, because then you can kind of see where it fits in the bigger context of things. Well, for sure. It's, uh, it's, I, I recommend the, 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 the Marvel we watch. Do you have Disney Plus? I don't, but that doesn't mean I don't steal it from other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used it to watch um, the last Marvel movie and the last Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in how the Star Wars situation ended like it was so bad i Uh, agree like that was like i grew up watching star wars but like you know the movies from the 70s and 80s where i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna watch this with my parents and so and like the prequels weren't great but like my goodness gracious that ending was terrible um but yes and like all the marvel movies being on disney plus definitely makes it easier to access those now, I remember briefly, maybe we can end on this because this is really important to me. Yes. I remember we, maybe there was some miscommunication, I'm not sure, but I remember like on one of our, at one of our early episodes, like off, offhand, we mentioned Star Wars. Yeah. So the, so the last movie, which was Rise of Skywalker is the one that you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Last Jedi. What did you, did you like that or did you not like that one? Last Jedi was the one that came out before that. Yeah, it's the second one. The second of the new trilogy. I didn't... I So, I feel like I enjoyed watching the movie, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't understand where, the, where okay. this movie fits. Like, I was like, so, what? Like, this was enjoyable, but I don't understand what I just watched. Like, okay. What, like, what do you think? I loved it. I love okay. The Last Jedi. It's my okay. second favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, behind um, what? Behind The Empire Strikes Back. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. I loved it. It's, I, to me, there's a big, and I'm biased too because I love Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson directed yeah. it. And um, I, I just love the direction that he took it because to me, it's the only thing that made sense. And I'm yeah. I'm talking specifically about Luke Skywalker because a lot of people were mad that Luke Skywalker said that he wanted the Jedi to end and that he was, you know, they thought that he, I don't know, like they wanted him to, I think that a lot of people wanted Luke Skywalker to show up in the second movie 
and just like come through and save the day automatically. And, you know, he's their hero and blah, 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 which is fine. But like, that didn't make sense. Like storytelling wise, first of all, because he was placed on that Island at the end of the first movie by JJ Abrams. Like the movie starts off by saying that Luke Skywalker is missing and he's exiled himself. And so why would he exile himself? Obviously because of all the failures from, like the past Jedi, like we won't even get into the prequels. Like the Jedi are idiots. Like they couldn't figure out this really obvious plot that was happening right under their noses. And like, I just like, that's not even worth getting into, but like, obviously like there's a lot of dumb shit that they did. And now that they're paying the price for that in the form of someone like Kylo Ren. And, you know, I just felt like it, everything that, all the decisions from Luke Skywalker's perspective made sense. And it's a more interesting storytelling choice also to have Ray just be someone random, to be someone that, you know, just came out of nowhere and had this, this, like every, literally every story is about that. Every story about a special gifted white male is about some random guy who came out of nowhere to be the hero. But when it's Ray, like she has to be related to like a Palpatine, like that's so whack to me. That was so whack. So I agree with you. I hated the third one. The third one sucked a lot. And I found the third one to be very cynical. And I just did not like it at all. If the the three of the like sequel movies had kind of if they had been more in the vein of that second one of The Last Jedi, they would have all been good. Yeah. But, like, the first one, they were trying too hard to be, like, the originals. They definitely were. And I like the first one, but it's definitely, like, we're just going to try. We're just going to rip off the first one, the first mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. Which it's like, you have a room full of writers who are all probably nerds, and you're yeah. telling me this is the best you can do? And then you have The Last Jedi, and it's good. And then you have the last movie, and jeez. Jeez, you had a room full of writers yeah. who were all nerds, and this is the best you can do. It was rough. It was <laughs> very bad. Real, real rough. It was almost like George Lucas himself like wrote it and was like, I don't think this is good. Threw it out and someone else picked it up. So you grew up watching the movies. Which one is your favorite then? I really enjoy watching A New Hope. Like that's okay. one that I like go to. I'm just like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Um I think it's very fun. I think it's campy. Yeah. And and it, because it's like not too serious yet, like nobody is like Star Wars. Um, it's like cool that it's campy and fun. Um, and the dialogue's so terrible in yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah, like that's it's rough. What, I'm, what I'm saying where I'm like, oh yeah, George Lucas could have written this because like George Lucas cool very good story like fun storytelling i'm sure he stole it from someone else but like the all stories are kind of stolen from somebody else right yeah the dialogue my goodness yeah you had a room full of writers (laughs) could have made this better listen the writers have been dropping the ball for For real they've been dropping the they they've been dropping the ball as far as star wars goes so yeah, I like A New Hope. It's definitely, it's so, like, full of adventure, and, like, it's just so, it's just a really fun movie. And, you know, Empire is, like, one of those movies that's, like, I mean, it's the all-time sequel. It's, like, the sequel that all sequels are compared to after. Yeah. And I watched it for the first time. I watched the original trilogy for the first time when I was 22. Oh. Yeah. And um, I watched, I remember watching The Empire Strikes Back and being, like, it's, it's as good as people say it is. Like now I know why people say this is so good because it is, it's like, it's that good. And I think that it has to do with, you know, George Lucas didn't direct that one. And I think the writing is just a lot better in that movie. So um, really, really great movie. I agree. I think it's definitely a solid movie and it's, it's amazing when things are taken away from George Lucas, not like, this is not like poo-pooing on George Lucas. Cause like, obviously I enjoy Star Wars, but like, my goodness. Should so we many do writers? Should we do if we can maybe we should do a, a, a Star Wars pod here soon? Because I have a lot of thoughts on that series. I, I think that Star Wars should definitely be in the cards because it is such a significant part of pop culture. Yeah. And like 
I feel like we're both pretty nerdy. So like it probably it is like come into like the various things that we are into because it could not, there's no way you can like navigate any type of sci-fi content without it somehow touching star Wars. Yeah, that's incorrect. We are both very, very nerdy. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that one. We'll bring that to y'all. We're, we'll take it to the writer's room. Exactly. And we're not going to fumble the bag when it comes to writing. I mean, I sure hope not. It, it's amazing when you have diversity in the writer's room. It also helps with, but like, what, what do I know? Let a black person direct a Star Wars movie and oh. write a Star Wars movie. Ooh. That'd be the best. It'd be wonderful. Give Ryan Coogler a Star Wars movie, please. That'd be the best Star Wars movie by a landslide. It would be. I, I will. I will write a letter to whoever I need to write to to get that to happen because I would very much like that to happen. Maybe he'll direct the one that Donald Glover will be in. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see, but we will talk to you all about other topics that are not Thanksgiving here soon. Uh, be on the lookout for that, and thank you all for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all! Thanks. <laughs>